Hello and welcome to episode 137 of In The Move podcast. I'm Callum Reid. And I'm Peter Shepherd. And we will promise that this week's episode will be shorter than last week's, uh, which ended up being really long. And we will promise that it will feel shorter than the average Olivia Essayas film. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> reference to Clouds of Sea Maria, which is coming up. Um... Well, actually, that was a reference to Summer Hours, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but last week, because we had like about ten interruptions, which made it t- means it took like ages to edit it, and yeah. because we had ten interruptions, we thought that even though it went on for over two hours, it was going to cut a lot out. One. Yeah, no. But it worked out that the interruptions were just like a minute each. Mm. So. So this week's will be shorter. All right. Any? Uh, we don't have any news anyway. One bit. What, do you have any non-film news? Any stories to regale us with from your weeks? <laughs> stories to regale you. Past with times of the West. You know Woods. what? There is there is there is one from last weekend, <laughs> but it just makes me look like a complete alcoholic. So <laughs> I think we'll just leave it off. All right. This week's news, film news, not film news. We don't even have any film news. The news of the week is that Kelly Osborne's left Fashion Place. Well, clearly because she should be the main target of them. <laughs> no, she was really good on it. She spent a lot of time around people. She knew what she was talking about. <laughs> she researched it, Peter. She did. This is the nail in the coffin for Fashion Place. Really? Who's taken, uh, who did you say was taken over from it again? It was uh, Kathy, uh, what's her face? Kathy Griffin. And um, we don't know who's taken on from Kelly Osborne, but it will not be the same. Um, so we're going to end the podcast with a Kelly Osborne song. Oh, God. Does she sing? I've forgotten that she sang. She did do a duet with Ozzy. Oh, God. And then she had her I'm own delightful visage style song. I'm face palming. Oh, no. Okay, uh, let's get on to preconceptions. Right, yeah, please. So, your preconception for the boy next door? It's Jennifer Lopez. Um, mm. I think she's pretty good, actually, on mm. the whole, as an actress. Um, so, she was a plus for me. It did look trashy, which was also a plus, because these mm. films sometimes... Camp can value. Be, yeah. The, there was potential for a lot of camp value there, but I didn't know anybody else who was in it, and I didn't really know the creative team behind it. Mm. So, I didn't... I had nothing to, uh, I had no precedent for it, so it, it was completely, it could have gone two ways here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like you, thought it looked trashy and had camp, potential camp value. Um, I wouldn't have minded seeing it, actually, but I just did not have time. Right. Um, what about J-Lo? Do you like J-Lo? Um, I think she's, I think she's decent in certain things, but um, she's never really wowed me. But, well, in an acting sense. Okay. Outside, do you think? Good? Yeah, oh, she's, yeah, she's good now, so yeah. Okay. Um, alright, so Clouds of Sea Maria, preconceptions. Um, I only, fa- I only remembered, slash found out, slash was, while I was looking at it, looking up how long it was. <laughs> 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 On IMDb today. <laughs> that it was an Assayas film with, uh, Binoche. Um, so, um, uh, I love Binoche, obviously. 
but her and Asaias was not and I, and I like some uh, Asaias' films he's very hit and miss with me uh, been more miss recently than hit to be yeah. fair mm-hmm. um, but I adore Les Destinés Sentimentales I think that is just an absolutely beautiful film um, yeah uh, the only time I've seen enjoyed Charles Berling ever uh, who? Uh, the, Charles Berling he, you know the guy from uh, Summer Hours he's in um, uh, he's a French actor he's he's, all, he's just not very good frankly oh, okay. <laughs> he just usually annoys me in quite a few things um, he was in um, oh no I'm not going to go there it's Maggie like, Chung like, with Isaias success on yeah. both fronts well yeah well this is the thing um when he, so when he has someone like Bayar or or, or uh, Chung or an, uh, an ex- a really expressive uh, actress, you, he can do well. But then again, he can do something extraordinarily dull and pretentious and bourgeois like um, Summer Hours. Or was the Wendy Eyeline the most bourgeois film I've ever seen in my life? <laughs> no, surely not. Well, it's just about some middle class people debating how, how they're going to carve up all, all the money that the, the parents have left them. What about something like Like Crazy is one of the more bourgeois films I've ever seen in my life. I'm trying to think. Um... A ed- an Education. Oh, God. And we're back to Osmond Pike. <laughs> as ever. Mm. So as, on the whole, was this a plus or... So Kristen... on the whole, yeah, yeah, with the cast it's a plus. I like Kristen Stewart. Um, uh, I like Chloe Moretz. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, appropriate behaviour. Um, quick. I just want to quick my preconceptions on. Mm. Oh, sorry, sorry. Cloud. Mm. Just was it? Yeah, I like Benoit and Stewart. Asias. I've only seen Irma Vep Clean. Um, that might be it actually. Well, you've seen the good ones then. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was positive. Board, try watching Boarding Gate with Asia Argento and Michael Madsen. Mm. Not good. <laughs> it's not I like well. Asia Argento, actually. I was going to say, if you like Dirty Women, then yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was looking forward to this one. Did you see that, that last mistress? I saw bits of it. I th- she looked, she was really, she's got a lot of presence, mm. I would say. Did, didn't that have some outrageous pretty boy in it? Just out top of my head is this what you mean by having seen bits <laughs> the right bits um, no I I can't remember mm. I honestly can't remember mm. didn't she direct did she direct that was it Catherine um, Brier oh was it Catherine Brier okay mm. um, anyway appropriate behaviour mm. I didn't know anything about this really except not, it... not my not not the not the film chronicling uh, my Saturday night. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, or this film really. <laughs> and we're not any on Ollie Murs. <laughs> no, we're not. In fact, you mentioned him twice now, and that's too much. <laughs> I do. I can't stand the guy. So he's like the whinier Will Young, if that's even possible. Oh, I like so, Will Young, of course. Yeah, like but he's a Will. He sounds a bit like Will Young, but then he just complains about women wanting to have sex with him, and it's just like, please go away. <laughs> Wrapped up around his finger. No, I mean, it, literally in interviews, he's uh, he's been complaining that he doesn't know if women coming up to him really, really want to have sex with him because of, because of him, or if they just want to sell the story to the papers. 
I mean, boo-hoo. <laughs> Uh, where are we at? Yeah, I knew it was about a bisexual Iranian woman, and that's all I knew. And I thought I'd watch it because we only had three films this week, um, and it was short. What about Focus? Focus, 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 focus. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> um, Will Smith. Um, I used to really like Will Smith actually, because um, I grew up on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Isn't this like the story of everybody? I used to like them. I know. <laughs> Lately, they've gone downhill. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? No, but no, um, no. Um, so I enjoyed his um, trash. I, I enjoyed his commercial fare in in the nineties. I like Bad Boys as far as it goes. I, I enjoyed Independence Day. That's Enemy of the State. Oh God, yeah. I preferred the uh, girl I took to see that than the film, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Memories. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, recently, uh, I mean, After Earth was just abominable. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I think he's turning into quite a pretentious actor, um, and I think he's more obsessed with uh, success uh, in terms of finance than in terms of anything artistic. So I think when you're combine those two things together it's really quite off-putting that it's just somebody who's just purely driven by yeah. dollars yet wants to be taken seriously as well he does seem very false i saw him on the graham norton show and it felt like margot robbie didn't like him and just mm. had to put up with him yeah but that's i mean we we don't know him so he could be actually a really nice guy but mm. i agree that he's definitely picking uh, stuff based on the the cash, the dosh. Well, well, the worst uh, anecdote about Will Smith was uh, he said the biggest regret of his career was turning, was doing um, Wild Wild West and turning down The Matrix. But not because Wild Wild West was atrocious and The Matrix wasn't, but because The Matrix made a load of money. Um. Because it was a blockbuster hit. That it was because it was a hit was the reason that he regrets it and because Wild Wild West bombed. It wasn't because Wild Wild West was a, a travesty against people's eyes. Wild Wild West, that's actually a cool idea, I think. But well, I don't think it was great, but it was it, it, interesting. It was shoddily executed. And Ken, yeah. what the hell was Kenneth Branagh doing? <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, man! <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't blame you for trying to do something different with the character, but I blame Son Sonnenfeld, was it? I have no idea. I honestly have no. It's idea. It's a guy who did Men in Black. I'm pretty sure. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, good song, sorry. good song. Well, yeah, in, well, well, I prefer Fast Love. <laughs> yeah, so is that it? What about Robbie? Oh, well, I hated the Wolf of Wall Street, but obviously she looked, she's just a ridiculously good-looking woman, so she's not a negative. It wasn't really about her. She did, You didn't really get a good sense of what she could do from that film. Oh, she, was, she was the reason to see the film for me. Right, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can believe that. Um, and everybody at work was jealous that I was going <laughs> because of her. <laughs> I like Will Smith. Um, I think you're right. I think in commercial fare, he seems to do well. Um, I like seeing him. 
Mm. Margot Robbie, you couldn't really get a sense of what she was like, but it wasn't a negative, definitely not. Mm. Uh, I thought it looked a little bit like duplicity. Yeah, well, I got more of a uh, Ocean's Eleven vibe, but uh, yeah, but after seeing the film, I think it ended up being more duplicity. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I liked duplicity a lot, so I, I was, I mean, yeah, but I mean, duplicity is Tony Gilroy, which is different. Mm. So I didn't. Who directed this? Uh, who directed what? Uh, Focus. It's the guys who did. I only found this out just now. Guys, who did I love you, Philip Morris? Oh yeah, um, I, I didn't like that, uh, and I didn't like. Well, Crazy Stupid Love, I thought oh. it was all right, but I think it it really let itself down in the last third. See, this is a post. It does it does let itself down in the last third. I think up until then, it's really good. Uh, but I, this is a post conception because I didn't know that they did it. Do you want to sneak a bit of news in here? Did you know that Kristen Stewart? Is joining Michelle Williams in the new yes. Kelly Reichardt film. Yes, and um, somebody else. Good. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Jared Harris. And well, James... you s- <laughs> yeah, sorry. You said you'd give Reichardt one more film, so this is it. Did I? Did I? You did. You did. Did I? Are you sure about that? Yes, but <laughs> people can rewind to when it we doesn't reviewed sound Mad- like Night some- Moves. It doesn't sound. Doesn't sound like something I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> said she's on her last chance mm. well with, the, with it's that going cast to be a, it's going to be a series of vignettes that revolve around the lives of people in small town Montana Stuart will play a young lawyer from Boise who takes a teaching job several hours from her house which is going to be the whole film her just going to work <laughs> in the dark despite her nerves about teaching she's determined to prove to herself that she can do it soon as taking the job she develops a close friendship with Jamie a local oh see the full article and I couldn't give a bloody toss about the rest of that sentence I couldn't really imagine her as a lawyer but we'll see I mean she's been a PA right yeah are we done? more on that later yeah um, so sorry just adding the news in there right so uh, tell me about the boy next door He's quite attractive. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> no, um, Fly Next Door stars Jennifer Lopez as Claire, uh, a woman who lives in a suburban town with her teenage son. Uh, she's separated from this uh, son's father, her husband, um, who's John Corbett, who people will know from Sex and the City, the, one of the better parts of Sex and the City. Mm. Uh, he cheated with his secretary, of course he did. Um, so now they live alone. She lives next to an old guy who isn't very well. So his um, starts. He starts babysitting the child. He takes him to the track and uh, <laughs> yeah. He's just, of being a bad Na- mother. Na- Naomi Watts just comes around with a ridiculous accent. <laughs> and then um, what was it? A stroke. <laughs> I think he got more than a stroke from what's in that film. <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about St. Vincent in case people won't be up on that one. So, yeah. <laughs> the same, well, wait to hear if it's better than St. Vincent. Mm. Um, yeah, so he, the old guy next door sick, his nephew, uh, Noah, 
who's Ryan Guzman, comes to look after him and nurse him. He's an orphan because his parents have died in a car crash. Jennifer Lopez gets in on with Ryan, um, but things, not with Ryan, with Noah, but things soon turn nasty as the nephew becomes obsessed with With... Jennifer Lopez. Oh, I thought you were going to say Breaking Bad. <laughs> that would be more pro- that would be appropriate behavior. <laughs> this is inappropriate. Um uh, okay. It's terrible. So it, what is there camp value? No. Mm. Not really. It's just it's just terrible. It's just woefully inept. Um so they basically set it up so this We don't guy... use that word enough actually. And we should you should we should use it more. What, woefully or inept? Inept. Inept, yeah. yeah. Um, so this guy, the guy, the boy next... I'm just going to refer to him as boy next door. Let's just be mm. quicker. The boy next door um, it develops his friendship with Jennifer Lopez's son. And because he's developing a friendship, when she realises that things are amiss, mm. the kid is kind of on his side. And because he's got, like, he's from a broken home, he's like... Um, trying to rebel against that a little bit and the boy next door is encouraging him to think badly about his father and he's you know you get these like silly scenes where the kid like um collapses because he's got diabetes or something and the lad say, why, why did Margot Robbie just walk into the room <laughs> well some people choose to collapse some people choose to take the belt off but uh, <laughs> it's like he collapses and the boy next door saves him and it's like oh there's one tick and then <laughs> values and then it, human life values it, yeah. uh, well he doesn't really actually um, <laughs> and the next thing is that he helps the kid woo a girl from the hardware store I mean it's just ridiculous it's all very obvious where they're going with it and considering the things that happen in the film this kid has no right to be as defensive about the boy next door as he is mm. and it's just a way of pitting Jennifer Lopez against him mm. uh, dramatically um, the acting is mediocre Jillo's fine but she I mean she, I, why, I don't know why she took this on the main guy's okay um it's very good looking. Best in show is Kristen Chenoweth. Always. Who is JLo's friend. And she's got some comic relief. Why and is she... Chenoweth getting the Judy Greer roles? Yeah, I know. This is, yeah, but the Judy, not even Judy Greer roles, but Judy Greer roles in B movies. Mm. You know? Mm. She's like the B movie Judy Greer. Oh, God. Mm. I mean, she'll be playing a. Um... Some apes. Wife next. Oh, God. Uh, and, yeah, but she's good. I mean, she has to be dramatic at times as well, and she's she's good. She's the only character that really evolves beyond the written page. Yeah. She's the only person who does anything with what she's given. Um, it's too predictable, the way things go down. It's nowhere near sexy enough. It's nowhere near camp enough. The film has no awareness of how trashy it is. 
Mm. Which is the worst thing that could be said about this kind of film. film, yeah. Needs to be more weirdness in there, like idiosyncrasies to make it interesting. And it just comes across as really 90s mm. in the way it's executed. And it's, you know, remember Pacific Heights? Vaguely. It's just, it's that kind of thing. It's, you know, my God, Michael Keaton's come a long way since then. But it's like, it's that kind of more, uh, just mediocre in general. Mm. And the Joel Wright rant of the week. What don't you understand? This was written... I don't understand how a woman could write this film. Mm. This is Barbara Curry, and it's more like Edwina Curry. Because the gender politics is like proper 50s housewife. Because they've got like a wife who's separated through, um, through no fault of her own, mm. and yet she's punished for wanting to sleep with this perfectly fit young guy next door who's legal, he's 19... You know, why shouldn't she sleep with him? Mm. And it's got this un- underlying... We haven't even talked about Adam Johnson. <laughs> oh, God. Don't even go there. <laughs> the... uh... mind you, mind you, well, we're not going to go there. <laughs> what a difference a year makes. <laughs> um, and... The film just has this underlying reactionary message that women should forgive indiscretions that men have made because the husband cheats with the secretary. Um, they should forgive that if they're still if the guy's willing to atone for it because it's like he kind of is and he comes around for dinner and he's sorry and all that. When at the same time, why shouldn't she go looking for satisfaction elsewhere? So it's got this preachy little marriage is everything message. So do is, they actually have the scene of JLo setting up her Tinder account? <laughs> I would pay no, to see that if that, that scene's in the film I would even if I watched it online I'd, pay, I'd, I'd go to Cineworld and hand over the cash it'd be like uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty interests <laughs> yeah what would it actually she plays a teacher in this photography teacher so photography would be on there photography uh, <laughs> um, what, what else <laughs> Maracas? Thing is though, would, she, would she be able to get her surname is from the block in the car? <laughs> Ta- tagline, love don't cost a thing. <laughs> D- oh my god. <laughs> you'd, you'd click that. <laughs> yeah, well. Hmm. D for the boy next door. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So I guess this is me because um, I've only seen two films this week and there's four films so I'd better talk about the two films that I've seen and describe the plot thereof. The clouds of Sills and Maria as uh, the American Christian Stewart so delightfully pronounces it. <laughs> is about an actress, oh, very famous actress, played by Juliette Venos, and her assistant, played by Kristen Stewart. They are on the train, on the way to receive an award on behalf of some legendary theatre-slash-not-really-wannabe-Ingmar-Bergman-type 
director mm. who launched Benoche's career 20 years before. And uh, before they can actually get there, it turns out that he has kicked the bucket. And so, uh, I'm just going to talk about pl- the, what happens in the film. It's not actually the, the plot of the film. The dynamic of the film is really the, um, uh, uh, what, what hap- uh, how uh, Benoche uh, relates with her uh, young, uh, younger version of herself slash um, assistant and how she like the plays that she wants to do are exactly the same as what's actually happening with her and her assistants. It's all <laughs> very meta. It's not. It's not very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> not really. No. Um. What? Yeah. I was just trying to think who actually launched Benash's career. Was it Kozlowski? Um, no, it was um, uh, Subway, um, Teixeira, and um, uh, Besson. Okay. Um, okay, you said it's obvious, well, quite obvious, mm. the dynamic. What do you think of the dynamic in general, and dramatically? <sighs> dramatically, I think it's not very interesting. Um, it I felt, think... yeah, it's if it it felt a bit like an acting exercise at times. Yeah, it reminded me of a not as good version as, of cycling with Moliere. Where um, yeah. they're, they're flitting it, they're, they're doing the scenes, and then they flit out, and you're not. Sometimes you're not quite sure if they're doing the scenes or they're actually just uh, arguing. Yeah. Um, uh, so, it did, but, but um, with that, you both you can sense the um, uh, the performance of it. You can, especially with um, uh, Lambert Wilson in that, you can see how uh, excited and energized he is uh, just just from doing this. Whereas with this, I didn't get any of that. Um, and I think it's one of Benoche's least interesting performances. And I think there's a lot of false notes um, going on there. And what maybe particularly? It's, well, maybe it's because Stuart's quite natural, uh, or very natural, um, uh, yeah. opposite her. Yeah. And so I know, know she's playing a diva, and I know she's playing a big film star, but even when she's um, uh supposed to be just on the side of a hill laughing I wasn't really buying it so I mean I suppose you could if you can, I hate I hate when people do this I suppose you could say that oh she's an actress and she's never really performing yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. sort of like Benning and being Julia yeah whatever I mean where's Lucy Punch when you need her um, <laughs> um she's in Into the Woods mm, mm, mm. yeah um it's so I, I I wasn't compelled by uh, the performances in terms of them as a them as a pair. Um, I was sort of worried they were going to go in the overtly in the lesbian direction, just yeah. because just because it felt like it would be trashy if they did. It um, was on the ver. I felt it was on the verge of it. The times. Oh yeah, but it just but it just seems to completely. It's an, It's not really a word. Non-commit. It just it just refuses to commit at any point um, to well, ca- I... to character or relationship or plot. Yeah, and... that's why I think it felt like an acting exercise because mm. it was all about them. I think Kristen Stewart's better and really good in this. I can't believe but... she, I think she's better than Benoche, but I do as well. Yeah, it's just because 
I think they thought that the dynamic was interesting. I don't think the dynamic's not interesting. I just think no, it's but... not as in- it's not as exciting as they think. Asaya seems to think it is. And there's this hilarious scene where they're watching Chloe Grace Moretz. On, oh my um, god! Uh, in um, a, uh, a sci-fi film. And then um, they're talking about it afterwards, and Benoche is like laughing at um, Stuart for. And Stuart's giving an impassioned defence of just because it's set somewhere else uh, doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Uh, if this was set on a farm, you'd find these characters interesting. I'm thinking, well, I don't find you two bloody interesting. So, uh, so <laughs> sod off, Olivier. <laughs> um, yeah. That was that was sort of like uh, I didn't that, that, buy that. That's but, what I mean, like with Benoche's laughter in that in that, in that scene, it just seems really over the top. And uh, but what, why do you, why do you think that Stuart is really Stuart's character is supposed to be really clever or supposed to be? I just think pretentious. She's to, I think she's supposed to wear glasses. I don't, I didn't get that she was pretentious, but I could see why you were saying why you, you might get that. Yeah. Um, from what she says, because she tries to see the important things. She's always talking about uh, about the art of everything in terms of like um, uh, cr- and craft and all that thing. I, I really don't. It's like when you watch uh, inside the actor's studio and they go on about the craft. Tell me about your craft. <laughs> it's like, for goodness' sake, do I tell you about the bits of metal that I make? <laughs> the, the, the small pieces of metal that I make into smaller pieces of metal with diamonds in the end. Do I tell you about that? No. <laughs> Is anybody interested in that? No. I swear you're just mentioning these bloody diamonds you're trying to get a date out of this podcast. No, well, no. It's the thing. My, my job is precisely as glamorous as it would sound uh, if I didn't say the word diamonds. So I make p- small pieces of metal into smaller pieces of metal with a diamond in the end. And it's exactly as glamorous as that would sound if I didn't say the word diamond. <laughs> I, yeah, I felt like Stuart was a bit pretentious and it was sort of like she wanted Benoche's life and she thought she could make better decisions because Benoche, like when Benoche is with the the director wants to talk to her. Oh, she tells and him, she, yeah, yeah. And she hesitates for so long and Chris and Stuart, you know, his character knows who he is and it sort of felt like Stuart wanted simultaneously wanted to be Benoche and wanted Benoche to teach her stuff um, that she'd learned throughout the years. But then, what do you make of what happens w- with the disappearance? I think it's just completely ridiculous. I think it wants to be a passage to India, and it's just, uh, and, <laughs> and it just falls completely flat on its face. It's completely unsatisfactory, and uh, it just craps all over the audience, because that's, that's the only mo- moderately semi-interesting part of the whole film that that relationship dynamic um, back to Stuart um, I do did not believe a single word that came out of her mouth when she was talking about um, um, uh, classic film <laughs> film theory or oh that this he's a really sick director <laughs> whenever she was talking any sort of film geek way I just completely didn't buy it <laughs> The when thing she, is, though, you know, she she probably is like that. No, no, but when, when she was when she was talking about acting, I didn't get that. So I didn't get that negative vibe on it. Yeah. So, so when she was trying to when she was talking to um, Pinoche, um uh, about that sort of thing, or when she was just saying how the um, uh, perspective cha- the text changes because of based on the perspective, what sort of thing, I buy that from her. But I didn't buy any of the film geekiness about oh, all your early stuff. <laughs> 
I the last if we want to talk about the last half an hour. Mm. Chloe Moretz, my God, this is a bad performance. I It's not good. I and it goes in way too maps to the stars ish. Um, yes. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. really being really obvious with what it's saying at the end with uh, Benoit's the last... suggestions to Moretz. The la- that is that is totes cringe. Yeah. It's the only two words that can possibly describe it. It is just totally cringeworthy. To the point that I paused, rolled over on my couch. I'm not even... This is God's, <laughs> God's honest truth. This is actually what happened. I, I paused, rolled over... So my back was to, to the um, uh, TV. I'm facing like the, 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 the back seat of the couch. I curled up in a ball and said aloud, I don't want to watch this film. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like five minutes left. <laughs> that was the response. That, that, that's, that scene listed in me. It's way too on the nose. Um and it draws attention to what it's saying too much. And it's just... And it's, it's the so parallels. It's the parallels again. When she's saying how nobody cares about this character. Blah, 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 blah. And she oh, oh, sorry. I mean the character. Yeah, we've you've had it there. You've had it with her and Stuart reading the lines. You've done it all the way through the film. Yeah. And I just don't... I, th- I don't like the way it deals with celebrity. With her running around with that guy... And what and about that it's... music video montage where she goes and just has a... Actually, the one time Stuart gets away from her. It's just so out of the blue stylistically. I mean, okay, fine. The cinematography is great. Yeah. The framing is really good. I mean, I'd expect that from an Isaiah's film and, and some of the shots are quite... But by the, by the time it gets to about two-thirds of the way through, it's boring. Because it's just like, well, because there's such a lack of content throughout the rest of it. When you've got these like shots of mountains, just thinking, well, were you just shoving that in there to try and be artistic, to try and add some value to what is not there in this relationship slash a supposed story? Mm. Mm. I, I mean, having said that, I, I do think the film's decent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. just just basically just based on the acting more than anything, or. The relationship between them, I do think it's trying to um, trying to bring persona esque elements I, 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 into it. I was it. getting a mini Bergman vibe in 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 the sense that I was wishing it would go more in more Bergman ways. Well, it's got it's, that isolation, Bergman, style, and also the, just the visual of the house. It it, it reminds me of the beginning of Autumn Sonata, um, mm. and uh, I was just thinking, well, I know he's not. Bergman, but I just think, and I know it doesn't deal with the uh, same uh, sort of powerful uh, personal issues as he as he uh, was the so trauma is so interested in. Yeah, the human condition. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, it could it it would have been so much more interesting if he had gone in those directions. Yeah, yeah, maybe, just maybe needed more work. B minus, I'm giving it. Is that without Stuart? What would that be? C. Mm. Yeah. Um, as I was just slagging it, then <laughs> I was thinking, what am I giving this three? Uh, it's a, a two star film. I did. I did think it was not good. I, I also thought it was below average as well. Uh, 
but for it's a chore, quite frankly. So I think mm. it is a three out of ten. I think it, it is. It was a genuine chore. So I think it's a low. It's I don't think it's just uh, a high two stars, which is like just off average. Yeah, mm. three out of ten, unfortunately. Oof. Okay. All right. So on to appropriate behaviour. Good. We're on the ten minute. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, no, we're on the 10 minutes per section, which is kind of what I wanted, yeah, so... We're getting, we're getting there. <laughs> we're, getting, we're improving. Mm. She, right, appropriate behaviour is about a girl named Shireen. She is from an Iranian family, and she's living in New York. Or, I think it's New York. America, in any case. Um, is her back- mother taking English classes and uh, having a, a celibate affair with a French guy? No... <laughs> <laughs> That's English, English, English. Oh, it's not English, English then. Okay. It does have a slightly Hiamabas looking mm. woman, very attractive. The mother, um, obviously. Yes. Who? Oh, I'm just looking. She was a model. Span. She had a born in France, Spanish mother, Vietnamese father. Right. Anyway. Um. So the girl's bisexual. She's just split up from her long-term girlfriend. She's main, but she's basically a lesbian. Um, oh, aren't they all? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she's been, she's completely heartbroken about this split. She lost her job as a result because um, the split happened about six months ago. Finally, she's kind of beginning to get over it, and a friend manages to get her a job working at a children's centre, encouraging kids to be filmmakers. Um, but. Eventually, she reverts to win her ex back. It seems like an an alarmingly specific children's centre. Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe just her bit of it is the filmmaking bit. True. There isn't isn't exactly a lot of that in it. Mm. Um, But it's quite like Obvious Child. I was talking about Obvious Child because that was about a woman... um, recovering from heartbreak and uh, without airs and graces mm-hmm. um, and being particularly undignified and I don't mean there's not a dignified way to handle being heartbroken let's be honest no. but the Bri- Bridget Jones um, element of it <laughs> is a lot easier and a lot more audience friendly yeah. Than somebody going around sleeping with people and being sometimes rude to them, or with, the uh, Mark Webber um, brutally honest, realistic phone conversation. Devastation. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Mm. That's cringe, in a brilliant way. That scene. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can't. Because we've all been there. Oh, basically, he's like, just leave, is he leaving a message on a phone? No, doesn't he leave loads of messages? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so bad. Been there. <laughs> <laughs> Brings it all back. Yeah, it does, bloody. We'll have ten to an and, and, seven. And we're, and we're back to the golf man in me at the state. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's the podcast title. <laughs> it's too long, surely. That is too long. Mm. Getting to exotic marigold territory. Mm. Um, oh my so, god, no. Did you see the Chappie trailer? 
Yes, that's next week. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I know, no. I know. Why no, is it called Chappie as well? It's so cringe. <laughs> Why has he got Deb Patel in it? <laughs> Why does Hugh Jackman, who's a good actor, actually look atrocious in it? Why does he cast Charlotte Copley in every film he makes? Oh my god. It's going to happen. I'm facepalming. I'm facepalming. Ha- well, I'm seeing it, so... There's nothing else. <sighs> Chappy. Why would you call it Chappy? It's like... <laughs> alternative titles. <laughs> Pedigree Chum. <laughs> Whiskers. <laughs> Sheba. That's the funniest thing you've ever said on the podcast. Win a lot. Win a lot. Did you see that he came out and said that Elysium was a pile of crap and he regrets it? Really? Blown <laughs> Yes. Really? Yes. Well, at least he's honest. Yeah. I thought, yeah. More people should be as honest. Uh, right. Yeah. So it's like Obvious Child in that way. And it's the same as that in that it's a comedy-ish. It would be a comedy of the Globes. But it isn't always played for laughs, which is good. And it's good. I think what helps is that the main girl also directs the film. And it's very much all about her. Mm. And she's good to spend time with. So the film works as a result, even though she's not exactly warm. She does a good job of creating that balance where you're interested in the character. Can invest in the character somewhat, but you aren't particularly warmed by it. Mm. And you're not like devastated if everything doesn't work out. Um, but it's it's quite sexual. It's got a lot of sexual situations. Like she's she tries guys again. She goes with a guy and a couple, a guy and a girl couple. But you can see in the sex scenes, her obvious comfort is with the women. Um, it the a bit film, like uh, Christian Stewart in uh, um, what you call it um, on the road. <laughs> why this is why you're having a three way with Garrett Hedlund and yes. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, come on, you only need Garrett Hedlund, girl. That's just greedy. Well, no, exactly. Frankly. It doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter if it's Sam Riley or not. You're gonna go. You're gonna agree to that threesome. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that scene will forever give me hope. <laughs> right. Um. But you can, it's it's a fresh perspective on a woman who's open to liking both sexes. And even though you can tell she likes women more, you can see that it's more about the person with her. And it's it's good to see a film that's quite broad-minded about sex in that way. Mm-hmm. The hom- homosexuality element in the Muslim religion, because her parents are Muslim, is treated with nuance. And there isn't that much of it, but what there is of it, I think, is realistic. Because she tells her mother and there isn't a lot of reaction. It's just, no, you're not. Right. And then it's sort of like, but there isn't, it's well acted, which, <laughs> which gets over the abruptness. That? Was it a ringtone? I will kill you. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, um, um, a stand-up thing with a, with a ventriloquist. 
I will kill you. What's that from? I don't know. So I'm trying to think. South Park. I don't know. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Even, Why have you mentioned that? Because it, that, that was the woman, the woman's reaction to her coming out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's chappy. It's next week. Oh gosh. Um. Yeah. So and the end is quite reminiscent of Happy Together. In how it, um, with the realization of how relationships can be very ephemeral mm-hmm. and transition is hard. Um, and it, the film is a bit slight because it does I feel. I think you're saying Tony Lung is hot and <laughs> trains yeah. are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trains are good. Uh, it feels a bit like a TV pilot, which is a negative, and it's kind of slight, and even though it ends. Like that, I wanted a bit more substance there. So it's a B, but it's a high B, and it's a 2015 film. It's an indie film. It's very recommended for people who want to check out indie films and don't want to go and see Chappie. That's everybody. <laughs> Surely. I, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Is that, is that a sign? It's the Roby effect. The pheromones are out. No, that's the genuine woohoo. Not the, yes, I've just had a massive sneeze woohoo. All right. <laughs> of course it is. It's Margot. <coughs> oh, it's almost orgasmic. <laughs> Tell us about focus. Right. Um, focus. If you could focus on anything apart from Margot, I really couldn't. I don't think they actually, that, and I don't think they wanted you to. In that pink dress, definitely not. I don't. I don't think they wanted you to. Um, focus begins with Will Smith going to a hotel. Uh, guessing just it's just his average um, <laughs> when he's filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, go, he goes to a hotel, he's having a meal on his own, and uh, a ridiculously stunning blonde uh, comes up to him and says, in the most Nick and Noah's infinite playlist of ways, would you be my boyfriend for five minutes? Because she's trying to ditch a bloke. Oh. And uh, so uh, she ends up um, taking you upstairs, extraordinarily unconvincingly. And... Um, uh, <laughs> Then even less convincingly, her quote-unquote husband comes in and tries to threatens to kill Smith. Smith is decidedly nonplussed by the situation, realizes that has realized all along that they're trying to scam him, and uh, tells them to oh one two one do one. Uh, that's oh one two one's the uh, Birmingham um, uh, area code, by the way, Cal. That's a local phrase. Um, <laughs> teach me everything all the time. Uh, it's like uh, <laughs> Locke didn't teach me quite as much, but you know. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Um, so, uh, after said uh, introduction, uh, Robbie begs Smith to teach her. <laughs> oh, don't, don't. No, I have no idea where I was going with that. I was going to get to Alec Baldwin in 30 Rock saying... I want you to teach me, Lemon. I want you to be Michelle Pfeiffer to my angry young black kid who learns that poetry is just another way to rap. And then get shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Smith teaches her a few tricks. 
uh, how to um, uh, uh, steal people's. It, it, it's all very Ben Kingsley and Oliver Twist. Uh, and then um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> he goes down to New Orleans for a uh, big American football game, which isn't the Super Bowl because uh, the producers couldn't afford the rights. Um, now I'm imagining um, Margot Robbie as Nancy and Oliver. <laughs> she's she's not exactly going to be Leanne Rowe, is she? Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Roby follows him down and wants to get in on the action of whatever action him and his boys are getting in on. She's a grifter for life. Yeah. With a Y. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And she she got this Brooklyn accent. Again. <laughs> it's obviously the only American accent the last can do. She loves it. Um, has there been a... I mean, has it's been a while since I've seen a better-looking couple on screen, quite frankly. Is he better-looking than Leo at the moment? Yes. Oh, yes, I would say so. <laughs> well, okay, sexier then. Yeah, well, thing is, I did think he was looking a bit older, but maybe it's because it's been a while since he's tried to be a, a romantic lead, at the very least. Well, they made him seem quite professorial at the beginning, mm. but then the longer it goes, the more hitchish he gets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, I mean, you could put her alongside um, Carl Malden, and they'd be, <laughs> <laughs> be the best looking couple you've seen in a while. Now I'm imagining a Stella. No, exactly. I mean, for, I mean, for God's sake, I mean... Um... Oh, God, I was, was going to be harsh then. No, stop it, Peter. Well, okay. She, yeah, okay, she, she, okay, I'll say it. She, looks, she, she, she makes Jean Tierney look like Marie Tressler. <laughs> no, that's too far. That is too far, because Jean Tierney was amazing. Yeah. But she's, I mean, she's great. And it's sort of like... It's good to have two good-looking, not that's not that important, but confident, dynamic presences on screen, and it is a pleasure to spend time with the two of them, especially Robbie. Mm. I think she tries so hard. She yeah. really, she really she, does try. Like when when they got the the uh, the guy, uh, the slobby guy with the beard, and he's saying saying all these really rude things to her. I'm thinking, really, because if I said something to a woman that looked like that. I don't. I don't think she'd respond that way. So she's obviously, obviously, just she's. They're doing that to make her appealing as a in a very communist character. Uh, I think the point is she's supposed to be working class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she gets across yeah. that. Um, she gets across that about the character and how ambitious she is. Um, uh, more ambitious than talented, really. Even yeah. though she does do that whole big there's scene. Quite, uh, Cal, there's quite a lot of talents on show. <laughs> we're doing all my good work my rant earlier <laughs> you can see I'd say in a in a pool of um, not much character work you can see a smidgen of backstory in her performance about how she might have struggled to get to that position Yeah, but the script around them is not as accomplished. I would have said god awful. Some of the lines are absolutely S- terrible. I'd say smarmy. It's just um well, okay, uh trite. That's that's the word really. But I just thought that some of the stuff that Smith was saying 
when he's talking about a crooked game and describing his like hoodlum background, it sounded ju- almost exactly as convincing as Christian Stewart trying to talk about um, uh, Bizarre. <laughs> f- film geek them in class. Or theory. Yeah, or theory. <laughs> it just didn't sound right. Maybe it's because you just naturally associate uh, that sort of uh, background with uh, Italian-American New York who've had it drilled into with gangsters. Or maybe it's his performance. I don't know. Um, it just didn't... didn't. I just didn't buy it um, from coming from him. Yeah, it's... Ugh, yeah, and where they eventually go with it with his dad. I mean... Mm, mm. Eve... Well, okay, what... what Okay, my problem with this film. Yeah. Aside from the the, the, the dodgy uh, uh, lines and the ridiculous plotting. The I, well, I, I wouldn't say it's ridiculous until the second half. My problem with it is, is that have you seen Where Are Yours There? No. Well, you should because oh, I'm going to spoil it for you now. Kind no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, where he was I know what there. it's about. Yeah, yeah. Where he was there. It's like an. It's a. It's a war film, but it's like a, a fun action war film uh, with Clint Eastwood and uh, Richard Burton. And there is a scene halfway through with a double twist, and Burton goes off on one, and then and it's it, take, it lasts for about ten minutes, and he goes off on one, and you you think, and it's giving one of his monologues, and he's just owning life as Richard Burton does because he just was the man. Yeah, and then he flips back, and 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 uh, East, Eastwood's just had this bewildered look on his face for this whole time. And he's just like, "Oh well, I couldn't tell you because um, uh, I need your reaction to be good." And they do that so many times in this film; it's just overkill, overkill, overkill. And the lack of a perspective really just makes you feel that they're messing with you just for the sake of it. Well, the pro- the problem is that stories like this, like Capers, need to be really polished because you know when and how to second-guess the film. Mm. And I don't think the script quite does that in a successful way. I think the ins and outs of certain things feel messy, especially in the second half. After everything, sort of at the end of the Japanese betting guy, or the, uh, the uh, Asian betting guy. That, well, that was afterwards. cringe. As it was, as it was happening, when you think they're going down the he's a gambler uh, uh, route, yeah. it's just cringe watching it. Uh, watching someone destroy himself in that way. There's no entertainment there. But then where they go with it is the, the least interesting. And It could have gone a lot... It could, I, I there there are a lot of permutations there which I could wish, have gone wrong. I wish they'd have followed that through. And there, yeah, and like you said, the permutation, the, 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 the explanation of it afterwards is completely insane. Yes. And, and also, you just don't... Because even if he saw that guy I mean he might not have seen him mm. but even if he didn't if he didn't pick that one and she guessed it the first time I mean, then he wouldn't pick she, it again yeah and she, yeah, exactly when he said we'd just keep on doing it until he got it right How? he wouldn't pick it again no he wouldn't if she sorry said, nobody's going to know what we're talking about here no exactly yeah exactly but yeah so if you, if you do you're just going well yeah obviously <laughs> and there's a moment it's I'm going to I'm going to absolutely break all rules by mentioning this film in the same breath as the Lady Eve, but... I'm offended when, already. <laughs> when you... Um, 
when you get to the moment where he sees her with the racing tycoon. Yeah. Do you see where I'm going here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like in The Lady Eve, you yeah. know that it's not a coincidence. Yeah. And the film, overall, asserts that this is a coincidence. Mm. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. And when it comes to the explanation, when, when you've got that whole... The whole the, when you get to like the big scene towards the end, and I, I, I was, it, it's not even a fridge logic moment. Four hours later, when you open the fridge and think, "Hang on," they don't explain it. They don't explain any of it. They don't explain what um, Rodrigo Santoro wanted to know. They don't explain um, uh, because how how the other guys in on it. No, no, no. Because because they just shift perspective from one person to the other, and from one moment to the other, and it's just oh, that is why it is. Fundamentally, and I hate to use to swear, but whatever. It is a load. Okay, I'm not going to swear. Codswallop? No, it's a load of old tosh. It's a load of tosh, and they're just basically messing with you for the sake of it, and then expecting uh, that that in and of itself will entertain you. Yeah, I do think there's elements. I, I think it's okay. The film. That's as far as I'm going. Mm. But um, there are things that are a serious stretch. I do feel like the structure of it as well in the second half is really poor. Three years um, later. And, and her, I mean, thing is, I get the possibility of like him thinking, uh, maybe of him thinking, oh, well, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I'm haunted by the, the ridiculous blonde that got away. Whatever. Yeah. But that, that she... It's the vertigo moment. Yeah, that, that, that she might have been scarred by this so amazingly when she knew for like three days and that he would even would even dream that she's there with hit with that guy mm. if i i didn't think for one that, second if, that if he, she was in a relationship with him no and um if he's that streetwise and and uh he's been oh, i've been in this game far too long but you don't understand i've been in this game far too long you don't understand how long i've been in this game it, it, it actually is far too long <laughs> much like the last week's podcast um, <laughs> but it's what about the casino royale moment it's the the chest mm. situation, the operation. <laughs> it's it's, 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 too, it's, it's too far. It's ridiculous. It, the, just that the the way they go with it from the whole. Th- I mean, really, from the explanation of of how the uh, not Super Bowl unquote thing happened. Yeah, from the I didn't mind that whole thing. I didn't mind because when I didn't mind the Super Bowl thing because I thought that that was going to be a whole plot development that he was going to lose all the money exactly, yeah. and then they were going to have to be, get it back again from the same guy. That might be interesting or whatever. That that thing is, it would show a flawed character, but they can't possibly do that. This because because it it, it it it's almost as if it, this film exists to serve Will Smith's vanity. The, yeah. the, this character has to be. You better. can't make he a hero out of a gambler. No, no, no one no. And he, they've got to have this ridiculous. It's the only point to describe her. <laughs> they've got to have this ridiculous blonde just throwing himself at him, and and, and just because he suddenly turns it on, oh yeah, she's going to go weak at the knees. What? What? 
What? She can't have any single bloke she wants? Ugh. Because you showed her how to, she sh you showed her how to like steal a wallet a little bit better than she used to be able to do it. Suddenly, you're you're it. No, no. Ugh. Yeah. The yeah, the script it skirts a lot of issues. It's it's very vague and um, kind of messy. Mm. In the least Lionel Messi of ways. <laughs> See. Four out of ten. Being kind. Alright, so Shag Mario Kill. Well, of the other two, obviously Iranian lesbians really appeal to me. Uh, so I'm going to shag those. <laughs> no, in fact, I'm going to marry those because I don't want to watch either of these other two every weekend for the rest of my life. No, no, okay, no I'm, no, we've said we yeah. I'll, I'll shag appropriate behaviour. I'll marry Focus because I could look at Rob, Margot Robbie every weekend for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'll, I'll kill the clouds of Simaria because, frankly, I'm sick to death of um, uh, Jude Benos's poor choices, which come along over about three years or so. Oh dear. And okay. but we really want to go back in time and kill the the who uh, the, uh, and um, flight the red balloon. Oh my god, <laughs> that was atrocious. I am going to marry. Clouds of Sea Maria. Mm. No, I'm going to marry appropriate behaviour. Mm. Shag Clouds of Sea Maria and kill Focus. So you're marrying the lesbians and I'm just shagging them on the side? Yes. Actually, Bi no. no. Sorry. sorry, I'm going to kill... I'm not killing Focus, I'm killing J-Lo. Yeah. Of course I am. Yeah. Because it's any woman <laughs> should, who wrote this... Should, I'm sorry, this is part <laughs> two. The rant <laughs> part two. Should be ashamed of themselves. It's like um, uh, the first woman who got... Uh, uh, what was the name? The first woman who got a director nominated. Um, she did um, Seven Beauties. Lena Vertmuller. Yeah. It's like that, it's like, that's one of the most misogynistic films I've ever seen in my life. Really? <laughs> yes. Have you not seen it? Is it, it? good? No. Oh, <laughs> well, it no, looks no, but, fun. No, but I don't like it because it's so misogynistic, but... Um, isn't it Italian though? Yes, but so it's all Italian of, films are misogynistic. I know that's the whole point. It's part of the culture. That's what people. That's what people are screaming at me. I, I know, but still. Okay. Right. Uh, the position. The oh poots. god, here we go. Well, She's we, got, got a hope in hell, has well, she? We, well, this is like uh, she. She is Roger Black. <laughs> She's racing for silver. Michael Johnson's going to win. You know that. You've just got to race for silver. <laughs> <laughs> um, J-Lo I don't know I haven't seen her in the film One, once upon a time she would have been a yes um, Clouds of Sea Maria just because you put glasses on her Olivier doesn't mean she's not pretty yes Ooh. what uh, yes just because she's got glasses doesn't mean she's not Kristen Stewart isn't pretty yes wow. um, Benoche once upon a time yes um, I'm going to go with Hathaway for the second half of the film sure what about the hair that's what I mean. Hathaway. All oh, right, Hathaway. Yeah. Mm. Is the first half different? I can't remember. It's longer, longer at the beginning. All right. Uh, is anyone else in focus? Uh, no, it doesn't have to be. Uh, so what was that? One, uh, one, two. Yeah, uh, bronze. Okay. Unlike Roger Black. <laughs> <laughs> the Garrett Gage. Um, we start with the boy next door. He's Literally. Winning. No, he's not. Oh. 
It's not. Okay. It's sort of... You know how you've got Eric Roberts and Star Ready? Yes. It's 29 or... Well, it's like late 20s mm. in it. This guy's not like 21, 22. Mm. It's not quite there. It's a similar character, but it's right. not quite there. Okay. There isn't quite the... Um, Sexual menace, I would say. The mature so sexual menace, yeah. Yes. Um, guy that's from that's sex what you always go for. <laughs> I'm way too specific here. <laughs> the mature sexual menace. That is the podcast title. <laughs> uh, John Corbett, who was Aiden in Sex and the City, would have been a yes in Sex and the City. It's Not been anymore. 15 years, mate, yeah. so no. Um, what were we on next? See Maria. No. See Maria, there's no men in the film, really. Well, no. no. Oh, what about the, the boyfriends and no of Chloe? Yeah, oh, obviously, uh, yeah. But the, the, the photographer's closer to it, yes, but not really. No. Appropriate behaviour. Um, there is a guy that she goes out with that's very good looking, but it's a no compared to Garrett. Mm-hmm. Now. Because he's boring. What, now, uh, focus. What about Rodrigo Santoro? No. Really? The hair, Hathaway? Uh, you think he's too Jean Dujardin for you? He's too Fernando Alonso for me. Funny. See, have you seen uh, Beyond the Sun? Behind the Sun? Sorry. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> behind the Sun. Um, What's Beyond the Sun? It's behind the Sun, Walter Salas. Absolutely uh-huh. frigging gorgeously shot film. Um, it's from uh, early uh, 2000s. Uh, Brazilian is it, it's, it was his follow up to um, Central Station I think uh, it's all great but he was like the lead in it and that was the thing that like made him um, the object of Laura Linney's uh, uh, electrous affections in love actually <laughs> course <laughs> <laughs> Laura the lecture as ever she was um okay uh yeah, so Will oh, so, Smith... Yeah, so Rodrigo's a no. Will Smith uh, wins. Ooh. Wins. Um, for just the bulkiness more than anything um, else, quite did, frankly. Didn't you say do him in After Earth or something like that? Did I? I don't... Did I? Mm. I don't think you said yes. I think he was close. But that okay. was... Was that Melville? That would have been Melville, wouldn't it? That would have been Melville or Oscar. Yeah, probably Melville, actually. Mm. Well, he, um, he did spend most of the time on his back bleeding to death. <laughs> it's not a good look. <laughs> Although he was, he was immobilised. He <laughs> <laughs> was on his back, Peter. <laughs> oh, dear. This, right, this podcast is far too yeah. racy. Yeah. Okay, Revealing. we have a website. <laughs> <laughs> We have a um, website, it's moviepodcast.com. Uh, there you can see our March Shed. Um, oh, we... do, do you want to know about my March Shed, by the way? Well, let me run through this. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter, at Move for Podcast. Facebook in the Move for Podcast. iTunes, download us on iTunes. Subscribe, please, and review, um, because we, we need reviews on there. Mm. In order to progress in life... Don't we all? Yes. What's, yeah. your, what's your schedule? The schedule is uh, Still Life with Eddie Marzan. Good. 
Okay. The, the Duke of Burgundy will be go- getting that around is, to see. Uh, that from, is happening. That is happening. Uh, not next podcast. Podcast after. So in two. Was it out the twelfth? Saturday thirteenth. Saturday the fourteenth and on at the Electric Cinema in Birmingham. Perfect. Okay. Um, there's a Rinko Kikuchi film called Kumiko. Yes, I. That looks really good. I, uh, that, that's, that. that's the twenty first. That's the week of the twentieth onwards. As is Force Majeure. Ooh. Um, and then we also have uh, Pigeon on Branch. Dot, dot, what dot. is that out? Uh, the Roy Anderson. There's a there's a festival on with a lot, and I say lot with about seven T's on the end of Roy Anderson films. So I can see that at the end of the month. God, okay. Mm. All right. And um, 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 oh, the Hausner and more food. We could, yeah, I could see that. That's but that's um, that's towards the end of the month as well. Okay. So, so these are the assorted delights. We're going to try and do some highbrow stuff amidst the crap. Like the tribe. Oh, the tribe. Is yeah. that coming out as well? Three weeks, yeah. Okay, do you know that that's all in sign language? Yeah, I heard, yeah. Is that all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so next week we have... Oh, God, what's this? She's trying to trying to cue cue the phone. Come on, work, bitch. <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> Which means your phone your phone's on silent. Oh no, that was a WhatsApp notification. <laughs> that was a WhatsApp notification. It wasn't what. Next week. If you could only see one. Oh no, I don't know what that is. That is weird. What is that? I'm is gonna that... have to cut that out. Next week we have Kill the Messenger, which stars a triptych of um, Leave it in. <laughs> of women, Rosemary DeWitt, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and Paz Vega. Interesting. Put those three. Is that a yes? Well, it's not necessarily a no. It depends who's directing. Uh, Jeremy Renner's also in it. That's a no now. Not selling me on that one. Okay, uh, we also have White Bird in a Blizzard, which stars Shailene and Eva Green. Eva Green is Shailene's mother. That's just wrong. Is that is that genetically possible? I think so. Sadly, yeah. Um. Oh wait, no. How can it be? Can it? Eva, Eva was what? Eva was young ten year, in the Dreamers, which was two thousand three. So she's probably like mid thirty five, maybe. Eva Green, I've bought a more on it, mate. All right. Eva Green is my age, thirty four. And Shailene's what twenty one? Nineteen. So no, it's not possible. At least. Yeah, she, no, she should be older than that. So she could be nineteen. I could have a nice little daughter. God. Could well. <laughs> <laughs> what if I'd have been having sex at the age of 14 but whatever uh, <laughs> Shailene is 20 uh, you're 22 at the moment 23 at the end no sorry 23 at the moment so it is so 20 yeah it is possible but is it well, t- well if 10 years 
No. Oh, 20... Oh, yeah, that's right. 2033. <laughs> Sorry. I was just thinking... I naturally thinking what? Na- yeah, it's not, it's not physically possible, no. There's got to be some makeup going on for uh, either there. Looks possible, say I do. Um, so we've got that. We've got Unfinished Business, which is Vince Vaughn and um, Sienna Miller and other people. Mm. And we have... It looks bad. <laughs> what? It looks bad. Do you not see the trailer? No. It looks bad. <laughs> okay. Um, and we also have... Chappie. If I physically have to. Chappie. Cheppy. Chappie. Cheppy. It'll be Cheppy. No, it's South Africa. It'll be Cheppy. Cheppy. Chippy. It'll be Chippy. Because think about it. If you think it's South African, the line about Nelson Mandela is always, is he blick? So, so the A's go to I's. So it actually is Chippy. So, so, I usually do go for a Chippy on Friday, but uh, not that one. <laughs> 